follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. Thank you for joining us on a special episode. I'm Shad here with Matt and Brad. Gentlemen, how are you feeling in this wonderful time of year? I'm that good. That good, that good, apparently, yeah. Yes, I'm just sidling up with a nice uh, roost beast to celebrate the, um, <laughs> the holidays. A nice roast beef beast. Yes. That's something I hear some people can't stand in the least. Yes. Especially All right. If they're green. Matt, how about you? <laughs> Matt, how about you? Uh, doing good. Still trying to manage being a parent. Um, the lack of sleep is still there. So. Sure. I get that. <laughs> I get that. All right. We want to say thank you all for joining us tonight. We are going to be handed, like I said, this is going to be a special episode, but we got some shout outs to do first. The first one, as always, <clears throat> you know, I've been over this cough for since last episode, and then it comes back and we go to record. It's like Pavlovian or something. Um, <clears throat> first of all, is our affiliate with Collar and Elbow, Collar, collar and Elbow Brand.com, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. We can't say, you know, we've said all kinds of good stuff about them, um, <clears throat> but you might have to try it for yourself. <clears throat> then, so um, if you use the promo code Four Corners Podcast, that's number four, capital C and corners, capital P and podcast, no spaces, you get 10% off your order. We have another shout out to do, don't we, Matt? That would be to the man himself, Epico Cologne. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Epico's 2020 is... Uh, is amazing. Uh, yep. He might just stay in Puerto Rico, but I would love to see him elsewhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe wrestling for AEW or for one of these other promotions, not the WWE, since he looks right. like that's that's going to be done. Do think, yeah, I'd be done with that too. Do you think? Do you think Epico has dual citizenship with uh, the the great nation <laughs> of Mongrovia? <laughs> Perhaps. I hear there's a lot to learn in Mongrovia. Yes, best flag in the world too. <laughs> we will get to that uh, very shortly, but um, the other shout out we want to do is for our end of the year giveaway. A reminder, if you want to participate in the giveaway, just respond to any of our social media platforms with whatever episode <laughs> this year you like the most. Uh, I'll put it in a drawing. Whoever wins will get stuff sent to them. There will be autographed pictures. There will be DVDs. There will be T-shirts. <coughs> there will be some knickknacks. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. We haven't had anybody respond yet, so your chances are good. 
So, um, with all of that being said, I did say this was a special episode. We have come up on the end of the year. Technically, I believe and this given is what going ap- to be airing January 1st, so if you're listening to this fresh out of the box, I hope your hangover is going well. <laughs> We're going to look back to the previous year. We are going to uh, give our impressions of it. I think we might, given in light of what happened with in reference to our old name, <clears throat> we might call these the Forzies now instead of what we used to call them. But... Uh, we're going to be doing our end-of-the-year awards. Uh, Brad, could you give us a rundown on our categories, please? Okay, so our categories for the year are Wrestler of the Year, uh, Comeback of the Year, um, Tag Team of the Year, uh, Match of the Year, Promotion of the Year, and Show of the Year. All right. And I think because so, uh, we, we kind of had talked about this for the weeks leading up to this comeback of the year is going to be really hard to pick this year. It, it really. I myself, I'm stuck between two and I'm not sure which one it's going to be stuck between. So it, technically it's it's three, but it's technically four. All right. I have multiple ones, too. The thing the good thing about this year's awards is for for really like most of these categories i have i have at least three picks that i I could choose from so if each of us pick one or the other (coughs) like we literally could have it each to have a a separate answer basically Ah. just the ones i was thinking off the top of my head gotcha Mm -hmm. let's see here i'm gonna get this pulled up real quick and i'm pretty sure with my picks i'm missing an obvious comeback of the year too well we'll uh we'll get there um so we have been kind of kicking around at uh, what we're going to be doing <coughs> on what our uh, what our picks are going to be. So with all of that being said, I believe that the first category we're, we're going to work our do we want I think for we'll hold wrestler of the year for the very last one. Kind why, don't of the, we, um, why don't we do the one that we have the big log jam in and just get that comeback of the year? Yeah, let's. Why don't we just hit All that right. one? Okay, um, Matt, why don't you start us out on what uh, what's <laughs> got you backed up for comeback of the year? Oh man, I have like three different ones. I didn't want to have to go first. How about we do? Well, this? I, we all have like two, three different ones. Okay, how about we do this? <laughs> do you have a non wrestler on your list? Uh, not no, actually. All oh, my... that's a good point. Oh man, I, I think I'm missing something that you're. That you... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good point. Okay, so, well, I, I... so go for it. Let's 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 just start with one, and then we'll keep going. Well, there's one. There's one that I think you guys could pick. There's um. Hold on. Let me let me actually message you guys. Okay. If that works. Right. That that's fine. Because uh, I can, I can. Um, there's one, there's one that is probably. I think maybe you guys might have, might be missing. Um, I can go with like a mainstream one, then I can give my the my second or third pick as like a <coughs> it's an honorable mention. Okay, mine are different right, right. Between, between. Okay, so Shad looks like you. Shad looks like you picked one of mine, or you could pick one of mine. So I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna then withhold that one. Okay. Uh, and I think there's one. That I think Brad might 
pick. If not, I, we can mention it. I'm actually going to go to Japan mm-hmm. and pick Kenta. Ooh, that's a good pick. Oh, I, he okay. was not on my list because he yeah Kenta. Uh, he mm-hmm. he has he is he has revitalized himself as a worker since leaving WWE. He absolutely has. So for those of you who uh, who don't know who I'm talking about, um, he was Hideo Itami in the WWE. Yeah. Didn't really have a great um, tenure in the WWE. He was in NXT like before NXT really became a big thing. He had injuries. He never really kind of did a lot there. When he came back from injuries, they were finally starting to use him. He made it to like 205 Live, but he wasn't- if you are familiar with he was mm-hmm. such a weird signing for them because he is not like their mold of of worker that they prefer mm-hmm. to have. No, and if you're familiar at all with uh, with Kenta's career in Japan before he even came to the WWE, I mean he was a relatively big star in Noah. Well, he was a he was a huge star in Noah back when Noah was actually like good and kind of a big thing. Well, I mean he was yeah. he was then, like the last vestiges of them actually mattering was his. GHC yeah. rain because he was the only thing drawing for them towards the end. Yeah, and and in terms of what he did there, I mean, he did everything. He was the junior heavyweight champion. He moved up to the heavyweight where he was the heavyweight champion. He was junior heavyweight tag champion. He was the regular tag champion. Uh, I mean, he he had had a lot. He had a good career there already. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know how you would equate him to like a an actual American worker, but think. This is not a this is not a great analogy, but in terms of like his popularity and what he did and his like success, almost think of him like a like a Shawn Michaels type. I was gonna where say Bret Hart. He kind of held probably that's probably better in, in terms of like personality and style. I'm just trying to think of think of something like that, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels in terms of like he was like the guy and won every title and was like a big deal, and then didn't really do much in the WWE, but left earlier this year. And obviously, was he's going to come back to Japan? But uh, I don't think I don't know if there was any rumor or determination that he was going to wind up back in, in 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 New Japan specifically. But made his way to New Japan, and really since debuting over the summer, he has been. Sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulty. Matt, could you uh, pick back up from where you were? Yeah, I, I, I think gremlins. it ended. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, there's, I think it ended. Something with, on the was, there, there's something on the wing of the plane. Uh, I think it ended when I was talking about we had technical difficulties. I was talking about Kenta debuting in New Japan. Yep, he, he debuted over the summer. Um, <laughs> was in the G1 Climax. I, again, I haven't seen a lot of the G1 Climax or a lot of New Japan this year, but he uh, he went on like a tear in the tournament he they had him beat a lot of named guys like he he had victories over Kota Ibushi over Tanahashi um eventually lost to Okada but I mean Okada was the champion so that's nothing to to be ashamed about and they really kind of had built him up and he's they gave him a, a big angle where he joined Bullet Club he turned heel so they even had a they had a really big angle because they had Shibata run to the ring and attack Kenta. Uh, and it kind of led to speculation where the Shibata can actually step back in the ring and do anything physical. But uh, it's kind of, he kind of has revitalized his career and probably will be a good 
mainstay in New Japan for at least the next year or two. Well, so. that's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't anywhere uh, anywhere near my radar, so mm-hmm. that's a great pick. <clears throat> um, I'll go ahead and do mine, and, and yeah, as I'd said, I's, uh, I had. Um, you know, I was I was stuck between two on this. The first one uh, was John Moxley, who has has come back. I'm gonna say it's not that he's he's reinvented himself, but he's returned to his old form, uh, which has been just great to see. It's between at least for me Moxley and what uh, Bray Wyatt has done, because Wyatt has completely reinvented himself. And for me, it's been it's been fascinating and engaging and all that kind of stuff. Um, they're so neck and neck, but me being who I am, I'm probably going to have to give give the nod to Bray on this. Just you know, he went from being a, an afterthought who they teamed with Matt Hardy because reasons, because what else were they going to do? To now the biggest merchandise seller in the company um, with a six thousand dollar. Wait, is it is it $6,000? $600 or, bill. Wait, is it 6,000 or $7,000? Yeah, it, 6. It, it's not 7, but those belts all come out of the the Tom Savini uh, workshop too. So yeah, same place he got his mask made. <laughs> I think uh, um, I think Bix had the best tweet on the Bray Wyatt belt is if you buy the six thousand dollar belt, like um, send me a picture of it on Twitter so I can block you. <laughs> I, I don't. That that was a really weird choice to me. Uh, whenever I was doing my heel gimmick, I just ra- took the belt I had and wrapped it up in chains so it would look different. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're if you're it. if you're Bray. And you get a piece of that. Are you really going to say no when they want to give you a seven thousand dollar piece of merchandise that maybe that's two people true. will buy, and that's yeah. like hundreds of shirts in like one go? Yeah, that's true. But eh, I don't know. It just it, it seems too gimmicky to me. But it, that that's why my pick is is because not only did he not only did he reinvent himself, it was in such an engaging way that it has made him the hottest thing in the company from, from an afterthought to the hottest thing in the company through primarily character work, like barely even any ring work, but just character work. It's been, um, it's been fascinating, at least as far as I'm concerned. I didn't have a Bray. That's actually a pretty good pick. Yeah, that's a good one. I did have Mox. I did have Moxley just because Moxley, um, I I think he did kind of revitalize himself get it from where he began the year to where he is right now at the end of the year but oh yeah oh yeah i guess you could say the same about bray because they weren't doing anything with bray and then he's now the champion and (laughs) probably the most interesting act they have although i have a lot of criticisms with kind of how they i feel like they're already kind of have ruined i feel like ruining their character i feel like the character is still good but they need to get him the hell away from the title belt because that stuff that stuff does not belong in the championship scene well, I, I don't, I don't know. Is he supposed to be a heel? That's the thing. That's that's one of the biggest know. issues. Is they're not sure if he's supposed to be a heel or a face because he's so popular. 
Big, like it, it's would seem he's a face, but in in some respects. But if you, they just had TLC, which the premise was he had a match with the Miz, which was like a nothing match, uh, <coughs> and the whole setup to that was that he basically did a home invasion of Miz's house, and left like a was terrorizing his family and his, yeah. his like two three year old child. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's like a, that's, that's very heelish. It is, but it's, it, they don't, it's, it's so fascinating and engaging to people that they don't know what to, <coughs> they don't know what to, um, well, they could make the rest they don't of their, know which way to jump. they could make the rest of their product not suck so that people don't yeah. immediately latch on to the only interesting thing you're doing. That, while that's true, um, uh, like, how, know, about, been, how about for starters, for like, let's talk crazy. How about we not have Lana and Lashley on TV anymore? Oh, God. Yeah, that would be that ending would be nice. Um, Never going to happen. <clears throat> it's that's that's the, the biggest problem is just that there is so much going on right now that just seems to be treading water. It's not interesting. It's not engaging. And then all this stuff, incidentally, that, <clears throat> like, this is all, like, not Wyndham Rotunda's character work. Like, he came up with all this. And he's being allowed to, for the most part, run with it. Um, except for, you know, whenever the booking comes along and makes things, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so that that's why I've got to give it just the work this guy's done. The environment that it's in pales in comparison, um, which to me makes it just all the more impressive that this has happened. So, Brad, who who did you have on your uh, your comeback? Well, Since I, we're all coming up with different stuff, and I actually have four comebacks because I added I added a non-human okay. to to the um, a non-human. Yes, we'll get to it. So. First of all, we're going to start with the singles wrestler, which is Dustin, coming back from double hip surgery to, no, double knee surgery, sorry, having both of his knees replaced, to having that just off-the-charts match with Cody at with double Cody. or nothing. Yeah. yeah. And he still looked good in everything he's done so far with AEW. That's true. That's a good. That's a good point. So then we're gonna That's go one guy I wish I could have trained with when I was still doing it. I also did not contrive this the way it ended up. It's just there was a lot of interesting comebacks this year. So my other one, the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> because they, they showed were up, on my... They showed up at ahead, spring break. Um, Ricky Morton is a madman doing Canadian destroyers <laughs> and suicide dives. Uh, they, they, I know, right? They they turned that into an appearance for presenting the AEW tag titles and a working gig with NWA Power. Like, just who would have thought that in 2019 that the Rock and Roll Express would be a relevant and over tag team again? And they're just so smart in the ring. They are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that's another good pick. So the non-wrestler of the year is uh, Tony Schiavone. I know he did some MLW work last year and like his podcast really started last year, but 
Tony's kind of like crashed the wrestling scene again and become relevant. Like I would even say he's kind of out of nowhere became the lead announcer for AEW. Yeah. That's a really good. I didn't even realize it until you said, Hey, uh, the, uh, did, did you guys have a a non wrestler on your list? And I went, he's talking about Shivani. God, that's so smart. That's such a good pick. Cause would you, could you imagine, could you have imagined a year ago that there would be a, a wrestling show on TNT with Tony Shivani calling the action? <laughs> no. I would not have called it. I didn't even think about Shivani. <laughs> That's actually a great one. Yeah. And then my fourth one that got added because I was thinking about it, Turner Networks re-entering the world of wrestling. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I we I, not that long ago I listened to kind of our... Um, our beginning show for 2019 and they were talking about on that show. We did mention, um, cause AEW had just formed. We're thinking that they, there was discussion that they had some sort of TV deal, but I don't think, I don't recall any of us expecting it would be back on that. Wrestling would be back on TNT. I think we mused that, that I, would be I, cool, but I think that was like, um, <laughs> you know, just nostalgia. Using, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's again. That's that's a that's a great pick. Um, those are all good. I, I think we've all had really good picks. It's 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 just kind of down to taste about which one it's going to be. If I had to, if I had to narrow it down to one, it would probably be Tony Schiavone. If I'm being honest, I had had um rock and roll on. Uh... On my list, I again Moxley. It was Moxley, Kenta, and Rock and Roll. And but I thought you, one of you guys, would take Rock and Roll. But I think they're a really interesting comeback to me. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably right. Like in the grand scheme of things, the, the nostalgia for the R and R is probably going to die out uh, yeah. soon enough. I mean, and they're older; they can't sustain no. doing Canadian Destroyers every match. No. <laughs> but, oh, I um, forgot they, Shivani, they worked the um, New Japan show too. Okay. That's oh, right. you're right. I think they did. Because they were rocking out with uh, um, Tanahashi in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shivani coming back is probably a, a, the great answer, just because he seems he seems motivated and he looks like he's just having fun, which was the really good Tony Shivani. Because people always like hate on Shivani just because towards the end of the WCW run, he was just like over it, but. He, when Tony was was on, like he was he was really good. He was fun. So we're kind of seeing that Shivani again. It's that that is a really good pick. Uh, there's a lot of things I had considered. God, it was it was hard to pick one out. I had to come up with a criteria to be able to pick just one. Uh, for me, it was the like Shivani Moxley was a return to form. The rock and roll is a return to form. Shivani is a return to form. It's great to see it. I just decided that the, the reinvention angle was what was going to carry it for me. But these are all great picks. Golly. Hey. Hey, if we were to sit here and try and sort out between the three of us, which was the biggest, I don't think we'd ever agree on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Okay. Let's see. 
which category should we go to? Well, I think that this one we're this category we're all going to kind of probably come to the same agreement on. <clears throat> but if I go to uh, promotion of the year, are you guys think are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? No, it's probably it's probably for me it's going to be what it was last year, just by based on quality. And I, I think the one you're aiming for, I don't feel comfortable giving to that because they didn't run enough shows. Okay. Matt, what do you think? I probably am thinking what you're thinking. All right. Uh, Brad, which one were you going to go with then? I, I, know it's, I know it's the hack choice, but New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kicked the year okay. off great with Tanahashi <coughs> and Omega. Um, did some new things. Ran MSG, great G1. And, you know, really finally giving Ibushi like that, that push that we had all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, it's not that I, I, it's not that I disagree with you. I just don't have the background in it in, in order to be able to, to, uh, form that kind of an opinion. So, um, all right, Matt, what you going to, you, you and me, what we, what, what were we saying? Were you thinking AEW? I was thinking AEW. Yeah, I get I get Brad's um, <laughs> kind of caveat that they haven't they've only been in existence like less than a year even, and they haven't they haven't run that many shows. But uh, and, and to be honest, like New Japan is probably the real answer because they've had they still had consistent quality. But again, I haven't I haven't really seen a lot of New Japan this year, so I can't in good conscience choose them. Even though that's Brad's probably right. If you stacked everything together, and I yeah. think for but, me, AEW still needs to tweak some things that I think we could get into at some point. Like, because mm-hmm. I do have some, I do have some like real legit beefs with how they run their TV, and I think Matt and I agree on quite a few of those points. Yeah, I can. There are there are flaws with AEW. Oh yeah. I mean, I I I think in terms of like <laughs> with North American promotions, I would rank them number one. Mm-hmm. But. And I do love them. I, I think, to me, like they are probably the biggest thing that I've been excited about in wrestling. Yeah. Certainly this year, and maybe in quite some time. Um, but would be, they are perfect. They would be number one or number two for me in North America because, because uh, I know people are get, I know it's, I know Observer is going to stupidly put it like as the worst TV show again. But there is a legitimate argument that impact is the best promotion in north america as far as 2019 goes i haven't seen enough we should probably review i I don't even know when i would when impact airs in my area or if i even get impact to be honest we should do that on our tour of the shows because they've they've legitimately they legitimately were great this year because they're they're who's booking them is it um it's um it's uh Oh, what's what's he go by now? Cyrus the virus, whatever his name yeah. is now. Oh, okay. And I think Scott. Oh. That's what I thought. Scott Demore, I think, helps him too. Okay. Scott Demore has been there a long time. He's like come and gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I I am going to give it to the the reason I'm going to give it to AEW is that they are. 
they have pretty much risen so far so fast and done yeah i've got the there are they have some issues their mid card is so um nebulous and undefined it's hard to get a handle on what's going on but there and so like what's defined their main event uh the i guess their tag division's in pretty good shape and the you've got some novelty acts that are doing good but it's it's a like there's there's just so much undefined stuff floating around that they don't have a handle on yet which is, which is kind of frustrating but they've done so much so quickly and they've done a lot of it so well that I've been really excited for them and I've been really happy to see what they've done I've been really happy to see they've been successful yeah got All right. that. it's so. been it's been it's really been kind of with the TV it's been tough for me since well October started because there's so much good content on TV, especially since I've started watching MLW and uh, Power has like started up and you have Impact. Like, there's just too much. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a hell of a place to be? Again, if you'd gone back to the first of the year and said, you know, guys, <clears throat> when we get to the end of the year, you're going to have so much good non WWE content. There's going to be stuff you have to cut. We would have been like, what? What are, what are you doing? And then look where we are. Yeah, All right. I, I legitimately can't get to what I would want to watch. Like most weeks, I don't even watch AEW Dark because I just don't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, <coughs> um, this was this week's AE, or not this week's. Uh, it was the week of the 16th, December 16th. AEW had a great comment line. It was very timely for the time. It was a commentary line from Joey Janela that said, Orange Cassidy is so brave he could strap up a bucket of maple syrup to his back and drive a motorbike across the great country of Canada. So, Oh, that's clever. <laughs> I also, I He's also funny. Heard, I also uh-huh. heard um, Vicky Guerrero got like nuclear heat on um, the, the dark she did. Well, Vicky Guerrero always got nuclear heat. That was the great thing about her is that she wasn't ever trying to be the cool heel. She was always a despised heel. And the fact that she can still do that is fantastic. It's because she's not afraid uh, to be hated. Everyone's afraid to be hated now, so it's it's nice when someone's not trying to be cool. Yeah. Um, a co- well, I, we can probably go into like the the issues with AW, with AEW like later. I, I there's like three things off the bat I I can think of that I kind of have issues with. I kind of want to step back a second for the for Janella. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. First off, I love the little dig at Cornette because they have a history. Um, yeah. But I, I, I bought a, a Game Changer, a couple of Game Changer uh, shows recently. I haven't had a chance to watch both of them. But the one I did buy is from about two weeks ago at this point. Well, actually, once this airs, it'll probably be like three weeks. But he, uh, 
he was doing commentary and he was getting progressively drunk on White Claws oh, as best, he was doing it. That's the best part and about he was, shows. Yeah, he was hilarious. He is he's a funny dude. Like he really does have a lot of like talent and he was just going off cuz one of the one of the matches uh it was his I, I have no idea. I, this is the first time I've seen this person, but it's Kung Fu Janella. Have you heard of him? It's his brother, isn't it? I don't know if it's like shoot or just storyline, but he claims to be his cousin, that they're cousins. Uh, and the guy does like a really shitty Kung Fu gimmick, but he uh, he won the match and Janela was doing commentary throughout the entire match <laughs> and he was hilarious. Anytime that Kung Fu Janela would do a move that would like land and the guy would bump for whatever, he'd be like, Oh man, look at him. He's doing great. He's trying to get a contract with impact. Or he's like, he just starts rattling off promotions. He's like, no, 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 that's not good enough. He's trying to get MLW. He wants that court Bauer money. He wants to get paid thirty dollars a match. He wants that third, that oh, sweet, sweet court power money. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. The best with um, the best of the game changers when Ron Funches is doing commentary because it gets really rowdy there. Because I'm pretty sure he brings like weed with him to the commentary booth. Uh, I haven't seen that. If you if you there's if you if, if you ever get a chance like the 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 um the spring break in New Orleans like they they are just like drunk and high as skunks like they had to send an extra commentator out towards the end because they were just so blasted that they mm-hmm. were out of control like they had to send someone out to get it back <laughs> like on track. Wow. <laughs> that's um that's pretty out there. Alright. Uh let's see. Matt, what what's the, the next category you'd like to jump to? Uh I think some of the bigger sh- bigger categories we can probably hold off for later. I'm gonna do let's do tag team. This is actually the one I really struggled with the most. Yeah, Matt and I, I were Matt and I were like talking about this like before the show and it really wasn't a great year for tag team wrestling. Yeah. That's true. So who did you guys come up with? I had a, well, I had a few you could probably go with. Um, like, for example, I'm not choosing them, but, and I don't think they, they've necessarily had the, they were the best tag team, but I think you can probably put someone like, like the revival, Mm. in consideration just because they did kind of finally get a break and had some good matches. And they existed all um, year. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, I mean, I also think you can have a, you can make the argument that rock and roll could be tag team of the year. I mean, I mm. think them coming back and kind of doing what they've done and winning for the ninth time, the NWA tag team titles. <laughs> yeah. They've yeah. had a really good year. Um, I probably, I might, I was talking with Brad, uh, my, my pick might just be like the Lucha Brothers just because they, they had some big high profile matches and were consistently just great workers. So I had, yeah. but uh, this I, is a tough category. I was kicking around LAX too. Cause they've kind uh, of been. 
Yeah, you could. And I, I was thinking. I mean, you could also. Pro- I, I was, I, I like I said, it was a, it was a tough year. There wasn't like, there wasn't like some signature great like tag team match that I, that jumps out at me this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If just just for the sake of argument, um, because like you said, there hasn't been a whole lot of. <clears throat> There hasn't been a whole lot of, uh, you know, great tag team stuff. But just just to put some English on the ball, <clears throat> if I say not for what they did as a team in the ring, but for how much New Day worked to help Kofi have his run this year. No, because I can't um, think I can't think of a single thing as a team they did that was super memorable this year. But but I'm I'm talking about because remember, Kofi's run was from a lot of work that the other two did on his behalf. Yeah, I as still, well. I still, I, I, the, I understand. I'm problem, kind of splitting hairs. The by problem for me that. is anything the WWE <laughs> did this year that was past like February was just so freaking boring and so lifeless. Like I I have a trouble. I would have well, I would I would have difficulty giving anything wwe related like a good mark this year well i don't think that's fair because we were talking early in the year about how kofi not winning an elimination chamber but he did get the win at mania and he got to have his run after all this time uh that 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 win was big and that was a big thing i think i remember us talking about that i mean i'm not saying they've been stellar they've been uh, they've been a most of that company has been really bland. Yeah, but, but I think like I think like I can point to things like Lucha Brothers did that I that I, that I enjoyed this year, and I think they had a consistent like output of quality over the course of a year. Like I think I think for me to give New Day like I I would cons- like 2018 New Day like some of the stuff they did with the Usos like I would I would I would I would give them consideration because. I think we did. <laughs> yeah. I would give them consideration, but like when I think of New Day this year, I'm like, well, they had like a revival match that was kind of okay. And I like, I, I don't know. The problem is like, like I said, like WWE to me was so mind numbing this year that like, I really, I remember very little of it because it was so unmemorable, but I just, I think this was a particularly, I think, I think worldwide it wasn't a great year for tag team wrestling. And I think like, in WWE, like it was just terrible, like as far as yeah. Well, I, I'm throwing that out there as just kind of just some devil's advocate stuff. I'm not seriously advocating that's a thing, but it's worth. I figure it's worth at least at least throwing it out there as a as a possibility. <coughs> we don't want we don't want everyone thinking that we're the well. Everyone's going to be thinking that we're biased because we are biased. We we go for what we like, but I wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit for a minute. Okay. Yeah, but I think, I think I think if we're biased anyway, it's just we don't like WWE. I mean, I mean, if you want to if you want to say we're AEW biased, I think that's a load of crap because we've spent more episodes <laughs> recently on the NWA than we have on AEW. So that's also yeah. true. <clears throat> but it's just like I said, just to play devil's advocate and throw that in there and see see what comes out of it. All right. Uh, 
But yeah, it was it was like I said, it was it was not a good year for to be a tag team. Right. <laughs> um so which let me see. Do we want to do uh show or match of the year next? Let's do show what because think I think that? we might have some differing opinions on show. <coughs> well, Brad, why don't you lead us off then? Okay, for show of the year, uh, I I've, I think I called it at the time one of the best shows I've ever seen. I'm sticking with it, but um, Takeover New York is still my show of the year. Quality top to bottom, I think the Viking War Raider experience versus um, was that Alistair Black and Ricochet? Yes, yes, it was. I that that. That did not make my match of the year list, but that match was off the charts. Uh, I thought Gargano and Cole was really good, and the Velveteen Dream Matt Riddle match was also very good, and the women's match was mm-hmm. strong as well. Like just the top to bottom, like great action. There was no bad match on this five match show, and I I was there live, and it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal live. The entire show was amazing. Uh, I hadn't thought about that one. That's a, I should have, because I was there and that yeah. was, um, it was a better show. It was a better show than mania. I'll tell you that the eight, <laughs> eight hour mania that I had to sit through, uh, two days later. Um, obviously the best show of the year was crown jewel, right? Am I right folks? Yes. WWE crown jewel. All right, Matt, I, I didn't think I'd have to say this, but, but we're done here. That's <laughs> It was a show so great they didn't want to let the they didn't want to let the wrestlers leave. Oh. Just fell in love with them. Yes. Um, that's a great pick. I, I hadn't even thought about that one. Um, Chad, you want me to go ahead and go? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I kind of went back and forth between uh, my pick or Wrestle Kingdom from January because Wrestle Kingdom was just such a strong show. Oh, I forgot. I. Oh man, like I, I, I see, I I agree. Wrestle Kingdom was a really great show, but I just for some reason that NXT one. I think it's just how condensed it is, like time wise. But the, Wrestle Kingdom is a good show too. The problem is that if you have a a long enough show and a multi match show, the 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 opportunity for there to be lesser quality matches kind of can drag the entire thing down. Uh, whereas TakeOver was very, very, like, it was well-paced. Every match was great. It was kind of succinct. Uh, so I think that's not a bad pick. That's a great pick for, for show of the year. Um, I'm not going to go with Wrestle Kingdom, even though that was a phenomenal show. Uh, I'm going to go with Double or Nothing for AEW, just because even though I feel probably, like, overall match quality, it's something like TakeOver was probably better, and I, maybe even Wrestle Kingdom. I would say that... I would mm-hmm. say that I would say that as good as Takeover was, like none of their matches got as good as Cody and Dustin did. Yeah, that's I was kind of gonna. Say, well, I don't know. I, I I would feel though that in terms of kind of significance, and I might be overstating it because who knows? Like a year from now, when we're doing the the twenty twenty awards, like who knows? AEW may not even exist anymore. I kind of yeah. doubt that. I think. I think they'll be successful enough that they will continue for a while, but we don't know what the long game is for AEW. We don't know how long they're going to be existing. Although 
we're like what 15 plus almost we're almost are we close to 20 years that tna or impact has existed in some they're at 18 years yeah at at least in some coming up on 18 years yeah yeah and ring of honor like the same so i mean you you never say never AEW can still continue for a while but i I think in terms of significance who would have thought who would have thought that even like five years ago that Impact would be the company with their shit together, and Ring of Honor would be a just total train wreck. Falling, yeah, completely falling apart. Uh, but I don't know. I think AEW Double or Nothing was it was the first pay per view since AEW was had actually been formed as like an actual like functioning company, and there was all this hype because at that point they were either either had announced that they were going to be on TV or or it was imminent. But I think it was just kind of a. a a historic show for them. And I think in the long run of like professional wrestling and over the next few years, it'll kind of go down still as a historic show. And it had good wrestling. Um, like Jericho Omega kind of got, didn't get as much uh, attention or, or hype as it, I think it probably deserves. I think it was a really good match. The Moxley debut was a big thing. Mm-hmm. They had other good matches like uh, the box and the Lucha brothers was a good match. Uh, SCU uh, versus um, the strong hearts was really, really good. That was really good. Uh, and then basically like the, the Cody Dustin match, that's definitely, if it's not leading people's match of the year or the top matches of the year for not just us, but for like anyone out there, like Meltzer or any of those people, if it's not, you know, in their top 10 or top five or number one, then I don't know what people are watching because that match was <laughs> that match legitimately like on anyone any like objective list should include that match certainly in their top ten if not top five if not top three if not number one so that match alone would probably bring I would probably put that show this show is like as a contender for show of the year but I think overall based upon the history based upon the quality and based upon that match uh, I'm gonna give it to that but uh, there are no bad answers here take takeover was a great one. Yeah, there's Chad, what, what's your there's um go ahead. Go, going back to the the Dustin Cody that that's going to play into some of my picks going forward because um mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot that that kind of kicked off this year. Yeah. Matt, to answer your question, you have already given a very thorough answer to my answer because I was going to say double or nothing for mm. pretty much all those reasons, too. Yeah, um, it's it just God, it just, you know, drew me in um, and just so much on it was compelling and and, you know, and the history and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's I, I can't expand on what you said because you covered it so well. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Good job. Um well, I, we, we brought it up, so we can go ahead and say uh, match of the year. Um, uh, I, I think I think um, I think mine's obvious. It's Cody versus Dustin. I dare you to name <laughs> a better match this year. I'm Cody Dustin, too. <laughs> I was so invested in that. And it was so. Because, you know, what? It, it, it drew me in. You know, what man. sets it apart for me is just Dustin's comebacks were so on point for that. <laughs> And there was the legitimate, mm-hmm. there was that legitimate, like, he's bleeding so bad, like, it feels like there's a real peril to it. But you go through all that, mm-hmm. but, like, the end promo with the, like, 
I don't need like a tag partner. I don't even need a friend. Like I need my brother. Like that promo. No, oh, that was such a good promo. Like it's that not often so when you good. see um, you where they legitimately get people in the crowd crying. I know he just delivered it so well. <coughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I gotta agree with all of that. That was just, just so good the whole way. I gotta add one more thing. You said you know Dustin's comebacks were so good and such. The fact that they did all that they did without the you know crazy absurd spots that some other people would put into it now, makes it even better. In for me. fairness, Dustin did do a code red on. Yes, he did. Don't, but we didn't. This wasn't a match where we saw like, you know, flaming tables, and we didn't see, you know, you know, uh, Canadian destroyer. Like, the code red was about the most extreme thing to see, but it was, it was not only so good, but it was so good in a less is more way that I just love it. I also it's, think there's, I love it. There's a really great understated moment in that match where they're. They're like on their knees, like exchanging like punches, and you can mm-hmm. tell like the end's coming, and they're both just done. And like Dustin, and it's all—it's like a very brotherly way, even though they're fighting. He just like puts his hand on like Cody's back, yeah, like in a like in a very like brotherly way, like. And I think Jr. even like comments on that. Yep, he sure did. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really good. Also, I, just, I do like. I do like because there was that, yeah, like, just fuck him up, Dustin, when he, like, takes the belt from <laughs> Cody and, like, pulls his pants down. <laughs> and just and just whips him. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <clears throat> that played into the build for the match so well, too. It's like, oh, you young whippersnapper, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the kind of whooping that you should have gotten. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, it was so good. Matt, are you going to dare and disagree with us at this point? So I could have gone three different ways. Baron Corbin, uh, Roman Reigns, TLC. Gotcha. Of course. that's the, That was actually one through three. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you got the tables, you got the ladders, and you got the chairs. Yeah. It was the dog food and poured over Roman prior to the match. That that's what's, No, um, I could have gone three ways. I think... And I guess I conclude the other two as honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did an in-depth one about a year ago, discussion of it, but Omega Tanahashi from Wrestle Kingdom was a phenomenal match. Um, I know, I don't know about you, Brad, I don't go, I don't go more, I'm not a Dave Meltzer, I don't go more than five stars. Yeah. But I, that's an easy five-star match. It was. And I, I, I know I bring it up every time just because I love it so much, but Tanahashi eating shit on that frog splash through the table oh, yeah. is just so great. It's good. It's it's so good. Uh, the second one, I guess my runner up, and it almost it almost made my number one. Um, kind of uh, kind of disagreeing with you a little bit there, Brad. I thought Cole Gargano at Takeover, the two or three falls match, was absolutely phenomenal. And I say that as someone who. And I, this to the to the great frustration of some of our friends like uh, like Damon the Dames Gonzalez, I am not an Adam Cole fan. I don't. I'm I have never. I have never been invested in Adam Cole. He's one. He's probably like the best, technically the best worker that I actually 
do not care at all about and kind of just he kind of annoys me like, I, don't I don't like him i only liked him in pwg like with the bucks he's a good worker but i don't care about any of his matches it's and soulless. i i don't get that he has all of this like charisma he he has like the charisma where it's almost to me this is my opinion he has the charisma to me where it's like he's just like he's playing a cool kid versus he comes off as like a cool kid yeah, I agree. That, does that. that make any sense? No, I like, agree back with that. The- like, even when he was ROH champion, I did not get it as when he was ROH champion. I thought he was boring. Yeah. Like, like back in the day, I, like, growing up, I kind of hated Shawn Michaels because he was, like, an arrogant prick. Yeah. But he was, he was, like, a cool kid because he, he could legitimately, was a, was a great worker, and he had, like, charisma and an aura about him, whereas, to me, Adam Cole just comes off as, like, He's playing a part, but I'm digressing a lot. Point is, like, I'm not an Adam Cole fan, and yet I love that match. That's one of, in my opinion, one of the best matches I've ever seen live. See, it was a phenomenal I match. Think, I think my problem with that match is, and I, this is not common on the actual quality of it, but I think it's been tarnished by the crappy follow-ups that were not as good. And yeah. Um, and sometimes that's hard because I, I think like I did enjoy that that first match because the right person went over, but they really got into like self indulgence with the repeats. Like, in it, it wasn't so bad in the first match, but like the, the the second and third match, like how many super kicks do you need in a match? Not that many. Could that not be a Bucks criticism too? <laughs> No, but like the Bucks, Bucks make that their gimmick. But that's part of the Bucks gimmick, though. Like, <coughs> All right, that's fair. I'm just throwing that out there as again, uh, devil's advocate for a second. I, by the way, Matt, I agree with. Well, I kind of agree with you, Adam. Adam Cole, as far as I'm, he's 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 fine. I'm actually kind of ambivalent about him, but you know. I'm sorry. Please continue, yeah, Brad. I think for me though, Adam Cole's like that. <laughs> like, well, like, because you know, if it was like, if it was like Johnny Gargano, even who I think he's developed some habits I don't like, but like if it's MJF or something, and I have to pee, I'm like, well, I can hold it for five minutes. If it's Adam Cole, like, you know what? Like, I think it's a good time to take a piss. Like, you know what? I'm hungry. Like, I'm gonna go scour the fridge. Like, oh, he's still on TV. Yeah. I guess I'll keep watching. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about him. <coughs> or yeah, oh, this would be a good time to see what's on my phone. Yeah. Or ooh, <laughs> look at that paper clip on the table; it's shiny. He, he doesn't get you invested in. He doesn't get me invested even in the same way that uh, Roderick Strong does. Hey guys, yeah, I need to step aside for one second uh, before I give my pick. So I'll be right back. Okay, okay. all right. But like Roderick <laughs> Strong is like a good like. He's, I yeah he has charisma though, but he's a good like working heel or working face. Yes, I like. No, I I like Roddy Strong. I I I, I have for a long time, and then I saw his work in NXT, and I'm like, you know what? He's finally got the pieces together. Because that was the thing, like ROH, like 15 years ago, it was kind of like this kid's got promise, but like he's not quite there. Now look at him, like th- he's got the pieces together. And so I can get invested in a, a Roderick Strong thing. I'm just not. Adam Cole kind of tries Cole's, too hard. He's it's 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 fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. He just does not 
uh, engage me. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. Uh, so it's and, and you know at this point, um, it's interesting that so much of the undisputed era kind of falls in that category for me. Obviously, strong doesn't, but um, you know they're tag guys. I'm like, oh, okay. I like Bobby Fish. Kyle O'Reilly's <laughs> never done much for me, but I like Bobby Fish. <laughs> well, it's it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I'm just kind of like, yeah. Maybe it's just to the point where I'm like, we've we've been here for so long that I'm not. Um, it's kind of the NWO effect. I've seen this this heel gimmick do this for so long. That I'm just bored with it. NXT's kind of developed some issues with with how they present things, I think. It's yeah. kind of gotten very indul- like self-indulgent, I think, is what I want to say. Like, I think we kind of... I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but I know you and I have talked about it before, but the, yeah. um, the trying to top that first Ciampa-Gargano match ruined them as a promotion. <laughs> it did not. It did not do them any favors. No, because now everything, because. now their main events are like too long. Like, you know, it's like it really it legitimately sucks when you're watching like a takeover now. Yeah. And there's like an hour left, and all that's left is the main event, and you're just like, oh, this is gonna go forty minutes. Great. Not, I'm not saying this to be crude, but the best way I can come up with saying it is that. After that Gargano Ciampa, um, I guess uh, the that Wiley first Coyote match. ending one. No, no, the first match where we had, you know, we we had, you know, it had the the power bomb to the exposed floor, and it, like that should have been the blow off. Ever since then, it kind of seems like you're saying that they're getting self indulgent, not to be crass, but it kind of seems. Like they're wanking. Almost, almost masturbatory. Oh, yeah. In, in that it's like, oh, man, we're going to do this stuff, and it's going to be so great, and it's going to get so many stars, but we can't quit. we got to keep going. We gotta... And it's just like, oh, this is, no. No, I did, like, I did like, and I know you cringed when you <laughs> watched it, but I liked, um, I liked during the Moxley Omega match when they pulled the, the padding off the ring, and, and Omega did that Phoenix splash, like, right on Oof. the exposed wood and you I think you about puked when you saw that. I well, I did and here's why. Cuz you know how bad <laughs> it hurts. One of the first shows that I worked I trained on and worked was straight um it was a straight up the whenever the ring got there whoever put the tarp on it didn't tie it down properly. So the padding was ruined. So it was just the canvas on top of the two by fours. And you have never seen a show with so much chain wrestling as that show. It was, yeah, having to, um, God, having to do the, you know, just, just, I, I bumped on it just so, like, I, I very intentionally bumped on it. Uh, several times just so I could say, all right, I, I need to appreciate how bad, how is. much, yeah, how, how well I have it when, 
the uh, you know when when I have a, a a ring that's got some padding underneath it. So how much does it hurt to bump on a ring that's padded properly? It is. I okay, mean, I know uh, obviously by the end of the match it's going to hurt no matter how well it's padded because you can't land on your back thirty times without it starting to sting a bit. But in general, well, here's the thing: it is a um. I'm, the phrase I'm looking for. Arn Anderson put it very well in a, a, an episode of his podcast I listened to a little while back. He said <clears throat> that if you've done it for a while, you develop a callus. Basically, your body kind of develops a callus to it. And if you haven't done it for a while, and then you bump, it hurts like a bitch. So if you if you're working in a ring that's that's properly set up. And it, it does not um, it does not take everything away. It just makes it easier to do. Uh, you know, it, bumping on that kind of ring after you've got your callus built up is fine. It's it's no big deal. You hit thunk clunk clunk. You know, because the rings are meant to make a lot of noise. And you, you you roll over one foot over the other, get to your feet, and you go on, and it's fine. Um, Until the next day when you're sore. Well, no, not even that. If you've if you've had a, uh, you know, if if you're used to it, then you'll be fine. It's not really a big deal. <laughs> Most of the injuries that people come up with are from just the repeated punishment and it adds up and when it adds up then eventually something's going to break you do it on just the bare two by fours holy shit yeah you might as well just if you have hardwood anywhere in your house don't don't do it on one of the support beams but just just go bump on that that's fine because that's about the same um i don't need to do that I've fallen yeah. down the stairs before. That's close enough. Right. The um, <clears throat> so in a uh, you know it just a, a properly set up mat won't be a big deal. So It'll be fine. as far as like as far as like in ring work goes. What what are things that you would have to do where you're just like, oh, this is gonna hurt? Is it was about to happen? Oh. Um, you, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is super kick. Um, another thing that comes to mind, it, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but if you're on, if you're not in the ring, if you are outside the ring and any closer to the crowd, <coughs> you start laying shit in. Because uh, you can't, you know, you can't be that close to the crowd and let anybody see daylight on your punches or anything. Yeah. Um, so you start and, and you're just like, well, okay, this is going to be a thing, but just, you know, super kicks are not super kicks, superplexes are rough. And, um, a lot of stuff off the turnbuckle is because you're so used to your, your bump being a certain height and a certain distance and a certain impact that whenever you ramp it up. And you go from a higher height, and you've got a longer distance and a bigger impact. You're just like, 
you spend a lot of the distance going down going, oh, hell. <laughs> so. What about stuff like guys do like PCO or Jeff Hardy or uh, I think Darby Allen did it at that one show where they like they take that back bump onto the apron. Uh, it, it's because that you said that if like, it's properly padded, it's what happens is in most times is that you're going to be like the padding is going to go there, but it's not going to completely cover the like it's going to end somewhere. I figured it had and less give, so that made it hurt more. It does because it's right on top of the frame. Well, as we know, it's the hardest part of the ring. It yeah. it really is. <laughs> like the rings that I worked in, <clears throat> it was uh, steel frame, and so you had the, this exterior steel frame, and then underneath the ring, underneath the the where the mat would be itself, you had metal cross pieces. On top of those metal cross pieces, you put the two by fours. So really, what happens is if you bump on the apron, even if there even if there is some padding, that's good, but it's still on top of the frame. So they're not kidding about that. It really is. If you're padded properly, it's not as bad. But um, you know. Still, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 not it's not as nice as bumping in the center of the ring. So then, um, one last question before we get to Matt's pick. So when you get superplexed, does it feel like it takes forever to hit the ground off of those? It really does. Are you just like, oh god, like, um, you're just like, well, I should be hitting any moment there. Oh, there I go. That's. Oddly, that was one, something similar to that led to one of my worst concussions. Is because okay, so I had a I, I was training, and this guy was going to be giving me a rock bottom, but he was just to prove that he was strong enough to hold someone as big as me up. He held me up there, and I'm up there, and I'm I'm ready to take the bump of me, but I'm up there so long. I went, I, I kind of like opened my eyes and looked around. And went, I've been up here for oh god, and then I went down and just. Bam! Bounced my head right off the mat. Ah, yuck. Yeah. The superplex, you know full well it's going to take a long time, so you go, oh, hell. Wham! And then you lay in the ring, you go, oh, God. Why did I agree to do that? So, can I ask you... How did Barry Windham do this every match? So, can I ask you a question? Like, let's say say a guy's (laughs) trying to give you a superplex, like... Is there a way to save yourself if he gets you, like, halfway and you're like, oh, wait, he doesn't have this shit in good at all? Can you, like, say to him, like, abort, like, act like, or can you, like, fight your way out of it or are you just, define, like, screwed? Define halfway, like, where are like, we Like, let's on say it? You, you start going into it and, like, you're, like, you, he hasn't gotten you flipped over to where your weight's going to carry you. Like, he's starting to pick you up and you're like, no, this dude doesn't have this well at all. Well, like, part of that tell. is on you. Whenever you're going, part of it is on you to make sure that you've got enough rotation. Mm. Um, so the the few times I did it, it was we're going like a regular suplex. Um, I kind of preferred snap suplexes because then whoever's taking it can control their own yeah. stuff pretty well. But a regular suplex, you've got 
if you're doing it properly, you've got an amount of control over oh, you keeping yourself in line with them. Okay. I was kind of um, thinking about it like, you know, if like if you're playing like softball or something and you do that throw and you know, like the second it starts to come out of your hand, like I fucked this up because my release is like my release is bad. Yeah. And like, but you know, you're screwed because it's already too, it's already like, you know, it's going and like you, you, like you might be able to stop yourself, but you just know like the way it's coming out of your hand that it's wrong. Like, are there situations like that in the ring where you're just like, Oh, this is not right. Uh, for me, that was usually throwing punches. (laughs) Okay. It was my punch. My punch would get about halfway there and I'd go, Oh, Oh crap. And then I w- in my head, I'd go, oh, crap. And then you'd hear, thwack. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that was, that, that, that's what happened. So, Pat. Let's hit. What, yeah, let's, let's get your last, your last pick there, Matt. Sorry, yeah, we, sorry were, just, we were, we were I, improvising for baby, um, baby care. Yeah, I, sorry, I had to, um. Had to step away for a minute, and now, uh, now there's a special guest star. My, my daughter, <laughs> my daughter is, <laughs> my daughter. I'm like holding my daughter and trying to like feed her, uh, feed her. A we heard, we heard a, we heard a squeak. I think at one point. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like she's uh, something. Yeah, she's uh, she's trying. She, I'm feeding her now, so that's a process. But, uh, yeah. my final pick. Uh, not surprised. It's already been chosen before, but Cody Dustin. Uh, just because it was a great match. Uh, but beyond that, the story it told was tremendous. It's uh, I also was there live watching it. It was amazing live. And just the drama of it. I mean, the blood, I think, helped a lot. Like, that actually added an extra layer of drama to it. But it was just uh, it was a fantastic match. And just the emotional journey that it took you on. Sure. I think can't be, like, understated. Like, that's, to me, like, that is something that really makes pro wrestling, like, amazing. Yeah, because like, when when something hits on all cylinders like that, did like it really is fantastic. Oh yeah, oh it was it was so engaging. I agree with you so much. All right, I think that leaves us just our last category. Yep, which is wrestler of the year. Um, I'll go ahead and go first, and I you guys will probably be on board with me when I say this, but I'm gonna be real honest with you. My my wrestler of the year pick is gonna go to. Uh, Cody Rhodes because of just the consistent level of performance. He did so much work carrying so much of, of AEW stuff um, and having great match. We already, we talked about Cody Dustin at length, but <coughs> you know, um, the, uh, the match with, um, we'll, we'll use Darby Allen as an example. Cody went from playing the smaller guy against Dustin to playing the bigger guy against Allen. Great. He did a great job. It made Allen look great that he, it went to a time limit draw and we were excited for that. And it was, you know, it was so engaging and you know, the match with Jericho was good. And the, the stories of, of the elite versus the inner circle has been good. Cody's just been killing it. And that's that's gonna end up being my pick. So, I um, I think if, I think if if I was going based on match quality this year, it would be Will Ospreay. But 
I'm going to second yours. Like, Cody has been must-watch. Like, he's consistently been the best part of AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, he's become he's become a legitimate star. Mm-hmm. And I think more of a star than he thought. Like, his promos and, like, the story he tells in the ring, every time out yeah. has just been good. Like, you go into an AEW card saying, oh, that Cody match is going to deliver. And no matter who it is, it always delivers. It does. He, uh, I would have to, so my pick, it's tough, it's tough, it was actually between him and one other person, and I'm tempted to put the other person as number one, but I think Cody does overall win out, just because his, he has improved on virtually every single level, mm-hmm. like his in-ring work has gotten better, and he wasn't, he wasn't ever, he was, I don't think he was ever terrible, no, per se, but he like was, back when he was, he was never amazing, no, he he wasn't like great. He was just kind of there when he was with the WWE, and since leaving, he's slowly been improving. And this year, I think he really has been phenomenal. Just the, his stuff, you now you can be drawn into his matches and have like an emotional connection to the matches. His promo work is phenomenal. Uh, he just finally kind of gets, I think, his character. His charisma is like in, insane. Like he's. He's improved a lot that way. And I think just like you said, he comes off as a star. Mm-hmm. Like he really does come off as a star. Like I've, I've been to a few AEW shows and you can, you can make the argument that obviously the, that fan base is a big fan of his cause mm-hmm. you know, his association with the elite and then now AEW. But yeah, I think it's beyond that. I think he legitimately has arisen no, as I- like their kind of, their kind of breakout star, which is kind of not what I was expecting. I expected him to be a big part of AEW, but he's kind of eclipsed. I think Omega is like their number I one base, base star. No, yeah. I was going to say my wife didn't know who he was before AEW, and and mm-hmm. when his music hits, like she immediately like perks up and starts paying attention. He has a great, um, he has a great theme song. Yeah, he it's does. really like, and when it comes when it comes like blaring out and in the in the arena like people are into it like they they're feeling it um my runner-up the person who i actually was tempted to put this with and i didn't just because i think the quality of his matches hasn't been as good as cody's i would almost give wrestler of the year to chris jericho and that's just because i think jericho has been phenomenal as the the number one heel in aew oh he's he's kind of He's kind of reinvented himself yet again as both as kind of like his more like hardcore violent persona that he adopted when he started doing matches within uh, with New Japan and also a mix of kind of his old like just an old school like arrogant uh, prick yet also cowardly heel. I mean, he mm-hmm. let's let's we got to give Jericho cro- some props here. He got mm-hmm. his own wine vintage this year. He did. That is synergy. He got a he got a champagne uh, company to put out a, a line of champagne called uh, a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and just him with the inner circle has been phenomenal. He's like hilarious in his promo. It's it's almost it's. I don't consider this really one of the AEW's negatives, but it, you, some people might consider it a negative. Like he's he's so good that he's almost like turning face because he's so funny and, and entertaining that people almost want to cheer him. Can we talk about uh, my favorite AEW segment, which involves Cody and Jericho? Yes. Which is where yeah. Cody tries to do the promo 
and Jericho is like on the bullhorn and like shit talking him and Cody's like, hey, there's no invisible barrier here. I can come up there. Yeah. And like yeah. all of his buddies come out and then they go up there and Jericho locks himself in the room. And now if this was WWE, they'd go away defeated looking like chumps. But no, MJF yeah. hands him a scarf and he punches through the the door and yeah. all and hell dra- just breaks loose. Yeah. Drags out Jericho, starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, using plunder, even. Yeah. Uh, and Jer and they they finally break it up. And Jericho's where, like, "I have a ticket," and he's crazy. yeah, and holds his ticket, and he's just like, he's just, it, it, almost like terrified, but also like outraged and and just perplexed. He's like, "I have, but I have a ticket." Like, just a cowardly like sh- shit heel. Yeah. Yeah. But he got his comeuppance, and that's something that actually that, to me is like a strength of AEW. That there are some things that I could you could. You could say that they're not doing as well as they should with their booking, but I think they have been smart about that. Where they have tried to get, they have tried to get at least like cowardly heels like Jericho, his comeuppance, mm-hmm. which is what you need. That's something that the that is a huge problem right now with the WWE is that you'll have, like for example, like they just had the TLC pay per view. We've been we've had to experience and suffer through weeks of Lashley Rusev segments that are god awful. They're like tanking the ratings if you look at the ratings. And well, they had a, they they finally had a tables match, and it's like oh okay, so the face Rusev is finally going to get like a, some some payback on Lashley, right? No, he lost. So and it's, it's just like it's what? been awful because there's one on each show. You've yeah. got the Lashley Rusev on Raw, and then you had the Corbin Reigns on SmackDown, and they yeah. were so and the heel won both terrible. Yeah, yeah the heel won both. And, so- and then they wonder, they wonder why no no person is over there, and certainly none of their faces are over. Well, someone pointed out, and I think that was true. They said, you know, the Rusev the Rusev loss wouldn't have hurt as much as if Lana would have gone through the table with him. Mm-hmm. Like if if she would have been like on his back and that would have ended up with him getting like tossed through the table like onto her, like they were yeah. like that would have actually it still would have <laughs> sucked, but at least like at least like well, there you... would have been some measure of like something there. You can have a you could have even done something interesting with that of she's on his back, he goes through the table, and when they hit. He turns around and he's concerned. Is she hurt? Like everything they've yeah. been through, but he turns around. Is she hurt? And Lashley just jumps on him and keeps wailing him. Lashley, like if the story was as it turns out, Lashley don't care. Lashley's just excited to be getting getting him a, a side piece or a piece going, but he doesn't actually care about it. And Rusev, even after everything they've been through, still cares. Oh my God, we've got something interesting going. But no, no, you ain't got that. And also, I agree with that Reddit guy. Baron Corbin and, and Roman Reigns should have been a dog collar match. Oh, that's a great point. It absolutely should have been. You know, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. But you know, it's TLC, Man. so we, we, we can't do that. Can't do that. Nope. No, instead we have to have the feud continue because in the WWE you have a gimmick match. It doesn't actually end the feud. I can't believe Baron Corbin's like still a thing. Oh yeah, this King Corbin thing is just. Ugh. <laughs> it's it's seriously it's, God. 
I was a more compelling hill for part of my career, and I didn't talk in that time period. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, we went from the first part of the show coming up with a bunch of different answers to the second half of the show agreeing on a bunch of stuff. I was actually interested <laughs> if you guys were going to do Cody as Wrestler of the Year because <laughs> I really struggled with that because... Like I said, like Will Osprey obviously had a bunch of awesome matches, but to me, Cody really just like he was the man this year. My the the way that it works in my head, and you guys have to tell me if it makes sense to you. Osprey can do some really athletic stuff, but Cody has the knowledge to make what the knowledge and the skill that makes what he does seem to matter more. Is that? Makes sense? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I would also sneakily... She was <coughs> on my radar and probably would be under Osprey, but probably Tessa Blanchard would have been creeping around my list. I, I would have needed to see more of her. Um, Matt, it sounded like you were going to say something. That's actually one I hadn't thought about, but that's a pretty good choice. She's been, I mean, she's probably been the top star in Impact this year, and she her matches are all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our, our year-end awards for 2019. Maybe we'll, we, we start calling them the Forzies instead of what they used to be, just because that seems like a better option than what happened last time. Um, we could, we could in, in honor of... NWA power, we could start calling them the Corgis. <laughs> well, we'll work, we'll workshop it and come back on it. But as it stands, that's been our, our year-end rewards. Guys, let us know. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? All these categories, let us know. Remember, we are doing our giveaway. Please... Um, you know, respond on any of our uh, on any of our social media platforms with favorite episode of the year, and um, you know we'll put your name in the drawing. And this is uh, Shad here with Matt and Brad. We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth. Thanks for joining us, and have a good night. Do, do, do.